Hello, winners, and welcome to the Wrong Button Podcast, the show where we talk all things nerd, most things video games, and generally anything that tickles our fancy. Winners, you guys are about to have a very special episode because we now have merch. Do we really? Yeah, we have merch. Oh, no. Tyler, uh... can you show the winners and put the link for our Save the Squales merch that you mocked up? No, I cannot. You know why, Chris? <laughs> It's because this is a this is a podcast. If I could show them, I would. But however, you, I'll put you the haven't... link in the description. That's okay. No, 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 no. You haven't put our you haven't put our podcast on YouTube in video form. Yeah, what do you think that camera is right over there? You've been taping me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Only our special alone time. <laughs> Welcome, winners. We're back for the final episode of our Ahsoka installment series. Episode seven, but eight, but eight. Uh, and actually, this is a very special episode for you guys, because we are on the opposite sides of the spectrum on loving versus not liking this episode. Yeah. 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 I think and we are. It's OK that one of us is wrong and the other's right. So just stay tuned for that, because I think very you can tell very quickly who who's the right one and who's in the wrong. OK, go ahead. Yeah, I, I like your opening pitch. Let's let's see where this goes. Episode eight, uh, one. I, I'm gonna give it to them. The uh, the uh, oh god, what's the name of the episode? It was the something the the warlock or the witch in the wardrobe? Oh yeah, the play on the yeah <laughs> on the Narnia. Um, I title that was great. Uh, title. Uh, the Jedi, the witch, and the warlord. I, I I loved it. It, it was yeah, overly overtly C.S. Lewis. We all knew that. But I, I did, for the fact that they've made so many references to Wonderland, uh, to a land of dreams, to a land of fairy tales, I'm, I'm not at all upset with the, with the title cards for any of this. Oh, the title the cards have been great. Uh, this one definitely takes the cake, though. Although I think it's kind of disrespectful to call Thrawn a warlord. I feel like that's beneath his his station. His standing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Right off the top, I I really like this episode. I thought all of the all of the meaning behind it, the the cinematography as usual blew me away. Um and I really liked the dialogue and the conversation we got with a lot of our characters. Um and I actually wanted to touch on a couple of points which we'll get to soon about uh, our dear friend uh Morgan Elspeth. Because she was definitely the the debate of was it last week's episode or is it last two weeks? week? Yeah, last week's episode. Uh, Mrs. Play, Mrs. Play did not like the relegation of her character, and I think this episode kind of confirms how Mrs. Play felt. You think so? Yeah. Wow. We. I I actually think that Morgan stole the spotlight and made the ultimate sacrifice. However, she. Stole the spotlight for a total of 10 minutes. So I don't think she stole the spotlight at all. I think I think when when we look at the entire situation and scene, she was she was sent down there to die no matter what. And it was Thrawn did her the courtesy of being like, I won't ask unless I have to. But I also firmly believe that he he did not have value in her. So I, I think that that was a calculated a calculated loss. I think she actually got her 
her props from the great mothers uh, who I think they all said in this episode that without Morgan, none of this would have happened. Like Morgan was the reason that they got here. So I don't quite agree with Mrs. Play on this, but that's just me. I'm, I'm one of the millions of opinions of very opinionated Star Wars fans, as you know. Yes, and not in a bad way. Um, all right, so we'll start off with the, I guess we should start off with the start of the episode, um, with everyone kind of being reunited and being back together. Um, I genuinely, I thought it was handled very well. I thought we got to see a lot of growth in a lot of characters. We got to get... We got a, a few points, though, where it really teetered into Sabine and Ahsoka's path past more than I thought it would, mm-hmm. um, which now ma- makes Anakin coming back for episode... Um, it was four or five. It was four and five with the Shadow Warrior, and yeah, where uh, five where, uh, where it, it, it's Anakin teaching Ahsoka, and... Even later on in this episode, there are points where you can see, like, for all of Anakin's faults, he was never, he was never a bad teacher. Oh, never. Sometimes a poor teacher, yeah, but never a bad teacher. Um, and I think this episode really nailed down the student-teacher relationship, Anakin-Ahsoka's relationship, and started to really delve into the past of, hey, it's been seven years. What happened between Ahsoka and Sabine that caused such a rift to where neither one of them wanted to talk to the other? Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, sorry, I, I did the same thing. Uh, it's funny because we got that exact line of dialogue between Ezra and Huang, which in that, in that first scene, when Ezra's building his lightsaber, I knew he was going to build a new one. I... I loved that that scene just for the fact that Ezra's already built two lightsabers in his life already. He's, yes. He's still a pretty young guy. Yeah. But obviously he was a... Uh, oh, what did what did Balin refer to him as? A Boken Jedi? Yes. In the last episode? Like a wildling Jedi? Yeah. So he never got to meet Huang. Yes. Uh, his master did, which we got, we got some extended Kanan talk to the first time in the last episode of the season. But <laughs> I like how... Ezra's just not giving any respect to this dusty old droid who keeps trying to tell him how to build his lightsaber. And Ezra's like, I don't, I don't need this for me. Like, wh- who is this? Who is this droid trying to tell me what I already know? So I was, I was, I, I was taken both ways on this one, right? One, I, I was very excited for all the Kanan talk. Two, I was excited that it was, hey, this is what Kanan used, and this is how Kanan taught you, so it would make sense that you would like a lightsaber like his. Because the first time when we, so we're into a bit of a backstory tangent, the first time we meet Kanan, and he's rescuing Ezra, he goes, I'm about to pull a Sabine, and you watch him like take out a stick, and then take out what looks like a, a pommel, or like a blade break, and he puts it together, and then he goes and turns on the lightsaber. Yep. And it's just like, and you and all those stormtroopers are like, what the hell is going on? And someone's like, no, that's a Jedi. I, I've heard of those. We need to watch out for those. And to me, it was because now, now I want, I want the next season for Ezra 
to do that exact to do that thing at one point to be like hey i'm I'm here i'm a jedi um i i will say i was i was bummed that we watched ezra put a put together a lightsaber for like the third time the exact same way i wanted huang to be there to be like let's see how in touch the force you really are do it and that's the only thing i think i really really wanted and was a little disappointed that we just kind of skipped over that and i i get time constraints well i was gonna say not just time constraints for uh the episode in general but i think in their situation um listen i know they're traveling very slow protecting the the, the lovely no tea village which no tea village they, they're great um but at the same time, like they gotta, they gotta stop Thrawn before he gets out of this galaxy. <laughs> Narrator note: He got out of the galaxy. <laughs> um, but I think if they were in a position to where they could focus more, that Ezra would have been able to do that. But I also, I love that in the last episode when we got to see the fight scene as the night troopers are are surrounding the village, um, and surrounding Sabine and Ezra. He, you know, Sabine offers him the lightsaber and he's like, oh, no, I don't need that. That's yours. I gave it to you. The force is my ally. And then in, in the starting scene of this next episode, we see him building a lightsaber. He, yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, OK, maybe maybe a lightsaber yeah. is handy. I get that. Yeah, I you're right. I thought it was I thought it was. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed that he was building it. You're right. I love the Huang talking a little bit. Huang goes, I had two of these. Have you seen the close ups, though, of people comparing? comparing Ren's lightsaber uh, or Shin's lightsaber to, and it's like the same hilt and everything else on the, uh, for the emitter. No, actually I didn't. Yeah. It, it, it looks to be very similar. I think hers is con concave, whereas theirs is a little more convex. Mm-hmm. You guys can learn something. Google those words. They're great words. Um, but yeah, that was, I, I loved that scene. I loved that. They kind of Huang is now the one that's, telling him what happened because he's a droid he's going to be logical and also where where was this backstory in the first episode i'm talking just for pacing and maybe to fill in the general audience um in that in that dialogue first of all i love the fact that ezra this entire time has no idea of any galactic history because obviously he's been off in this other galaxy so yeah for at least you know seven to ten years yeah him him trying to piece together what happened after he left is hilarious to me so you know huang's like oh after what happened on mandalore and ezra is like which is like come on (laughs) yeah and then like to confirm like no her family was wiped out and it kind of makes you wonder now are most mandalorians like are there like a handful of true mandalorians left and everyone else is an adoptive you know of the kind of like of the order Mm -hmm. where it's like you're mandalorian by creed not by people yeah and now it's going to be like okay maybe we can intermingle this and rebuild until like several generations where no one cares anymore yeah and i think you hit the nail on the head there too because there can't be too many Mandalorians floating around in the galaxy mm-hmm. at that point. Because, I mean, we saw what the Empire did in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, Mandalore got... It got wrecked. It got... They... Rightfully so. Like, it needed to. I, Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
From <laughs> on wrong em- button, we don't promote genocide. We don't. Here. Okay. However, comma, if <laughs> if I were running an evil galactic empire, and I might have to face the the Mandalorians, no, I might I might develop super weapons. Chris, please them. please take out your lightsaber. I need to see the blade color. <laughs> oh, it's blue. He checks out. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Master Jedi! <laughs> <laughs> I like how we can do that bit. <laughs> um, uh, but, but it, I, I definitely think that we would have benefited from hearing that exact story in the first episode because we, I'm pretty sure we touched on it in in our earlier podcast. It's like when we see Sabine, she's a very broken person. Yes. Um, and I think a line as easy as that to throw in would explain why she made the choices that she did beforehand. I think it would have just been nicer for the general audience who maybe didn't know about the fall of Mandalore. Maybe, you know, I, so I'm going to assume most of the, the audience for this one has watched the Mandalorian. I would hope so. So they probably know that something bad happened to Mandalore and they're like, okay, yeah, we which see time? Sabine. she has, she has a Mandalorian helmet. And we know something bad happened to Mandalore. We just don't know like what level she is on. Yeah. Um. I think the first two episodes though had a bigger issue, not not like an issue, but like a bigger thing to overcome, which was how do we explain ten years worth of animated series that most people are gonna be like it's animated. I'm not gonna watch it. So I'm gonna give those episodes a pass. And I think it was built in very well because the person that needs to understand the most is the person they just found the, the the possible love interest everything everything else like that person who is one of the last people that Sabine probably feels like she connects with because like let's face it Kanan's dead oh Hera's Hera's like being a mom yeah it's she's, one of those things she's kind of busy yeah she's being a mom and she's a general so that other family member's gone Zeb I think is training recruits yeah so he's gone and working like Ezra would have been the only other person that she had, especially after everything happened and everything with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's 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 how I I think it was well to have it here. Yeah, and I'm gonna save my my comments for a couple of other lines that Huang said until we get into the real meat and potatoes of that should that should be my slogan: meat and potatoes. Getting into the real meat and potatoes. The real of meat the and podcast. potatoes. Okay. Um, I, I thought it was a great touching scene between Huang and Ezra. Um, the name dropping of Kanan, I love. I love how Huang knows he's being disrespected by this guy messing up his his lightsaber shop in his shuttle that he's lived on for decades. This man, this man's ship. He's is, been. That's is that the ship? It's that was the same in the one. Show? It is the same in, one. In, re- in um. In uh, Clone Wars. Oh, was it? So it really makes you wonder where the hell Huang's been all this time. But if you think about it, he's a droid. He doesn't need much to survive. He could have Yoda'd this whole thing, landed on some random planet, chilled in the forest for a few decades, and then came back when he was needed. You know, I'm sure if I had to guess, we'll probably end up getting a comic or something explaining when Huang and Ahsoka got together. Mm-hmm. If there's not one out there already, I don't but think I'm not is. aware of it. Uh, however, comma. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. That'd be a, a fantastic premise for a comic. I'm sure somebody somebody in and uh, LucasArts is already on that. I would I would think. I would hope. 
because you know comics are great at filling in a lot of a lot of backstory um but yeah so i love how huang knows he's being disrespected name drops kanan and ezra keeps asking the question of like how old are you like how like how exact how exactly old uh are you mr mr huang yep you know mr 25 to 27000 year old droid um and i love that he remembers the part that he's looking for based on Ezra's master like Kanan's lightsaber and how it had like the 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 circular hilt more like a or not a the circular guard yeah Sorry. like an EP or rape yeah yeah perfect yeah thank you you're welcome I might like I might like weapons of all type yeah and I thought it was really touching um Huang talking about Mr. Caleb Doom um Quiet boy, a little shy, but I suppose in the time it was, and you got to think that's probably one of the last Jedi that he helped build a lightsaber yeah. with. Like other than that, we got the next batch of younglings, and and that's my guy it. Gunji. Yeah, yeah, he's a good, good, good little Wookie. He is with his wooden lightsaber. With his wood, I love that. And it's such so a great, cool. yeah, homage to Kashyyyk. Yeah, um, so that was beautiful. Huang has proven time and time again to serve as the world building piece of the show, which, like I said, when he's 27,000 years old, if you're not serving to world build somehow, uh, you haven't lived. Yeah. And, you know, see through, yeah. you know, a thing or two, seems a thing or two. Can you do have your mind wiped uh, after conveniently after three movies? Yep. Not R2, <laughs> though. R2 is the most gang. I know Chopper's Chopper's a war criminal. R2 is just a gangster. R2 rides hard. He he is the ultimate rider died droid. Um but yeah, it, it's nice seeing Ezra try to piece together what happened between Sabine and Ahsoka because obviously he feels the tension. Something's up. You don't even need to feel the tension through the force. You can see the tension. Yeah, he's always be, tension. yeah. Um and then it takes us out to outside of the ship. You know, Sabine's looking for a place to breathe. And, you know, there's Ahsoka the White just chilling on the ship, meditating, doing the Ahsoka thing. So, go ahead, keep going. That, that scene to me was, like, perfect, and I'll get to it in a minute why. Perfect? Wow. Yeah, that was, that was like, I a praise. perfect scene. I thought it was, I thought it was great, too. Um, you know, this is Sabine, Ahsoka confronting Sabine about the choice that she made, why she made it. Um, and we got to see them officially moving past the troubles, like mm -hmm. the troubles that they've had over the few, you know, the past few years. And I thought it, I thought it was just like, I, like you said, it's really well done. So, so that the scene, the scene that we're talking about, Sabine walks outside right before Ezra can go, Hey, so what happened between, between you guys? She conveniently Batmans. She does that all the time, by the way. That's never, that's not just a, uh, Sabine and Ahsoka. That, that is, is Sabine from Rebels. That is just who she is. Yep. Um, and she walks outside, and Ahsoka is sitting on top of the ship because they're flying right above the Nodi. Yeah. Nodi people. Uh, Nodi tribe. Very slow. Yeah, and they're and they're 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 plotting along, and they're like, okay, we're gonna provide them some cover and get them the next safe spot. And Ahsoka sits up there, and what I think shows you how different Ahsoka is from 
episode one to episode eight, right? We're going to compare two scenes. Mm -hmm. And it's two scenes when she enters the scenes, right? The first episode, what does she do? You watch her walk up. She looks around. She throws her lightsabers down. She does a force spin. She flips them up and catch and falls through it. It's like, yeah, that's that's never not going to be sexy, right? It's never not going to be a badass entrance. Can confirm. Very badass. Very sexy. So this one, she's sitting up there. And what does she do? Well, the ship's all around her, so she just slides off the ship. And then she lands next to her and smiles. Like, yes, she confronts her because that is the proper term. But this was her, I think, praising and going like, hey, no, you found Ezra. You succeeded. We succeeded because you succeeded. We would have never done this without you. And it was, and it, 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 there was no chastising. There was no anything. It was, hey, you know what? Deep down, you made the right call. How do I know this? Because every call that I made, even when I didn't know what I was doing, my master stood by me and believed I made the right call. So you know what? You made the right call. It is my turn to stand up to that end of the agreement that we have and stand by you. And to me, it was like like the dialogue in there, oh. all of that was a perfect scene because it was a very different Ahsoka and a very different Sabine. And if you notice, like this is Ahsoka, or I'm sorry, this is Ahsoka how we saw her at the end of Rebels, the enlightened way we thought she would be. And this is Sabine, the Mandalorian. And it's a Jedi and a, a Mandalorian. It, it, scene was per, like perfect scene all the way around. Super love. I also got chills uh, when you dropped the line. It's like, you know, my master stood by me and she, she specifically says when no one else would. Yes. And for the Clone Wars... Uh, truthers out there, which you and I both are. Yes. You know exactly what she was talking about. That, that she, man damn near committed war crimes. Tried to. Yeah. He tried to commit war crimes. Let's, you know, he, he, um, did his best. Yeah. Did his best for, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. We've, we've mentioned it briefly on the pod before. Uh, but Ahsoka was framed during the clone wars for a bombing at the Jedi temple that she did not commit. Uh, her best friend and fellow Jedi Padawan, uh, Bears Afi, uh, committed this crime and then framed her. Nobody believed Ahsoka except mm -hmm. for Anakin. She goes on the run, ends up clearing her name with the help of Anakin. They have this sick duel. Bears has these red lightsabers. It looks so cool. Um, <laughs> and and so her name gets cleared. And, you know, the Jedi Council's like, oh, we're sorry. Our bad. Except for Mace Windu, who's like, this was actually your great child. Uh, trial, trial. Uh, heck, Mace Windu, not yeah. a Mace, not a Mace fan. Uh, but Ahsoka decides to leave the Jedi Order anyway, which plays into Revenge of the Sith, and this is a lot of the reason why you see Anakin very distrusting of the Jedi Council because of what happened with uh, his dear Padawan. Yeah. So, but yeah, that scene. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Hearing hearing you recite the lines, it, ugh, it, was it was perfect. It was a great scene. And then, of course, the scene gets ruined because Ezra comes and goes, Hey, guys, I did the thing. I did it. Is, it, is, it is so much like an Ezra thing. Because the first time he's like, this is the lightsaber I built. And he shows off yeah. his little gun blaster lightsaber. And then the second one gets no fanfare because it is so generic. Hey, I like it. And this one, he comes in, he's kind of above his head. He's like, hey, guys, I'm finally ready. And then, and then the Tie Fighters. And come. two Tie Fighters come in. So what I what I really enjoyed here was uh, panning back to that. We're going to go back to Thrawn and Morgan Elspeth. Mm -hmm. 
so do you want to go ahead and take that part? Um, no, actually, I'm going to let you take this part. Okay. Uh, so uh, they, they find the Jedi Starfighter. Uh, Thrawn puts together that they have all made it. Um, so, like, the detachment, and they're slowly making their way possibly towards uh, his, his Star Destroyer mm-hmm. and his fleet. You know, that happened so early in the episode that I forgot it happened that early in the episode. Yeah. They, they started that scene with, like, oh, hey, the cargo transfer's complete. Let's get the heck out of here. Yes. Um, um, and, and I was like, wow, that, that quick? Huh? And then it became, but you got to think, it's, been a, it's probably been a couple days, like, worth of riding. Oh, yeah. Ezra, like, catching up. Ahsoka, like, getting there, making it planet side. Like, timeline kind of feels like it, it is appropriate. Um, the, so one of the things that I, I super loved about that was that, uh, Thrawn goes, send out two TIE fighters. And I love the framing, like after he says, like, send them out and he start he praises, excuse me, Morgan. Is this when he, Morgan gets like greeted by the sisters? Or is that yes. Accident? Okay. Um, so one, when, uh, we kind of get to see what makes a true night sister. Um, it's kind of terrifying. Not gonna lie. But now it makes sense why. Like I thought. So I thought the night sisters got tattoos. So, for instance, the the two night sisters that we really have to go off of that aren't like Mother Townsend and aren't Mother Townsend. Yeah. Are Asajj Ventress and Marin from Jedi Fallen Order and and now conversely Jedi Survivors. And what happens here is the Morgan Elspeth gets praised because she heard the call of the Night Sisters from across a galaxy. No, across the universe. Nice long distance phone call. Yeah, you know she 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 picked up and said, "Yeah, I'll pay the charges." <laughs> um, and they sit there and they go, "Are you like?" It kind of feels like she gets to ascend, and they go, "Are you ready to have the shadows? Are you ready to forsake everything?" Go back to the old ways and the magics. And I love that they pluralize magics. Like, they're going very, very, like, Middle English magics. Yep. Um, and so they they do this thing where they give her the shadows out of the three great mothers that are there. And you watch, like, her eyes kind of, like, like, her skin, like, burns mm-hmm. of the shadow and of the magic they're giving her. And Marin doesn't have this. Like, she has some lines, but it's nowhere near to the depth that... She don't have black eyes out She there. doesn't have black eyes, but Asaz Ventress does. So my question now is, hey, is it any access to the Force that, does, that changes their skin? Or is it just the magic, so could Ventress have used both? Could Marin... Well, Marin, no. Marin, I think, can use both. But that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different hypothesis. But yeah, we yeah. get to see the making of... I thought she was going to be another great mother. Um, yeah, that's where I, that's where I thought that was going to. I I didn't see what ended up happening happening to to Morgan. I didn't foresee that coming. I thought we were going to get her uh, for the next season slash whenever Dave Filoni's Super Avengers Jedi movie comes yeah, out. Movie yeah. comes out. Um, <laughs> I love how Thrawn's just witnessing all of this in the background. I, I kind of felt like it it was a weird spot for him because here's this Grand Admiral and he just happens to be witnessing this very sacred uh, Dathomiri Night Sister ritual ceremony, whatever you want to call it. 
I think had this happened in Rebels, he would have been a little bit more. He would have been a little bit more respectful of it. Mm-hmm. I think because of the direness of the situation and the overall grand plan, uh, he was he stood there because he's like, "Do your thing," because it's going to give us the edge that we possibly need. Yeah, we because because they need everything. They do, uh, and I think is it in this scene that they mention. Um, why he's going all out about this? Yeah, I think when he dispatches the Tie Fighters, uh, Thrawn mentions there will be no, be no negotiating with the Padawan of Anakin yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> and I I love that because Thrawn's always been the only Imperial officer, probably the only villain in Star Wars to take the rebellion to take the heroes seriously yeah at face value like hey these guys are do you see how many people they've duped and i and i think i skipped over the scene where he's like send two tie fighters and the reason two tie fighters is a massive like a a massive amount of resources is especially for him especially for him one he's working on a very limited budget right now um his ship doesn't look the greatest and it's missing it's missing his main engines too and his troopers look a little worse for wear. Um, the other thing is, uh, Morgan kind of goes, hey, is this a little, like, don't you think this is a little much? And he goes, I have watched, like, dozens, hundreds of Imperial officers, you know, overestimate or underestimate a Jedi and go, it's just one Jedi. I have seen what they can do. And you have to think, is he talking about, oh, I also saw the Clone Wars, and I saw how that shit went. It would it would be a perfect. Uh, you've seen um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I've seen most of them. Or like you know the like the like the starting menu or like the starting title scroll. Yeah, with the with the music and it's like <laughs> and it's like I've seen many many Imperial officers officers say it's only one Jedi. What's the worst that could happen? And then it's like the the screen with the music and it's and it's like. It's like Jedi kills entire like uh, star destroyer. It's it's yeah it's uh but it, it's something there where we get to see Thrawn like like once again we talked about the last season how Thrawn was so calculating and he knew the risks that were involved and because of the direness like like he's looking at this like a, a chessboard where he's like all right I've got you know myself a knight and three rooks and then I have a ton of pawns. Actually, all of his pawns might be upgraded to knights. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but I, I, if if I know that like one Jedi is worth ten thousand battle droids, you yeah. know, I don't have ten thousand troopers. Isn't that didn't they break down that math roughly in the last season of the Clone Wars? Wasn't it? Mace and Obi Wan when they were fighting all of the oh I was going off the Tridarian arc like the first episode of like oh yeah where he goes oh, oh yeah that's yeah that, that's that's where I was pulling from okay. go watch the movies it's great um so but yeah and then we get to see of course now we get to see Mother Townsend become that or I'm sorry we get to see Morgan Elizabeth become I'm I'm guessing she kind of hits the the like Asaz Ventress stage in her journey because that's what her her face kind of the the way everything yeah. came down was reminiscent of that. And they gave her the blade of Townsend, which was Townsend. Townsend. Yeah. Townsend. That's a place in Maryland. Townsend. <laughs> um, which originally when I when I watched the episode last night, we're recording this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I saw the episode last night. Chris saw it today. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was sitting there and I was thinking, Mother Talzin never had a blade. And I, I was like racking my brain until I realized that Talzin and Mace Windu had a duel near the end of the Clone Wars uh, when it was that arc where Jar Jar was trying to bang that queen from that one planet. They had a whole thing. I have to rewatch. I'm getting close to that. Um, yeah, it's... um. You think I'm joking, but that's the summary. No, Jar Jar. Summary of it. I have it. I have it pulled up right here. Jar Jar's got around. He's a apparently he's one attractive man in the in the Star Wars galaxy. But maybe it's the, it's got to be the tongue, right? Okay. Look, wider demographic audience, <laughs> PG thirteen rating, and we're getting real close to that line. We got one f bomb. What do you got next? <laughs> I'm. Just, <laughs> oh, that's close. All right, there we go. And I like how wasted. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Actually, I just um, pulled it up, and because. And it's like a serpent. The blade comes out of the mouth of the hilt. Yeah. So it makes it even more reminiscent of a lightsaber. That's pretty freaking cool. It is. But I thought that um, I thought that was really cool. I don't know how the Great Mothers procured that. I I assume it, like when she dies or something. Like I I assume a lot of their stuff kind of goes into a pocket dimension. Yeah. And they can just summon. <laughs> pocket dimension yeah you get blown into a, a dimension and you just see all the the nice sisters like weaponry just sitting there and, like in a corner oh so there's probably some sith stuff i i assume <laughs> it's like i assume because it's magics yeah like they are able to be like call it here and it materializes yeah. where it's needed yeah it's just a huge storage facility and it's ultimate that's actually that's the entire dimension there's nothing it's just like it's huge it's that place from the end of ark of the covenant of yeah. uh indiana jones where they're just wheeling it along yep <laughs> That's where the blade was. Got it. <laughs> Top men, safe place. Um, yeah, it was a. It was really the ceremony. I thought was really cool. Morgan granting, you know, getting this this power was also really cool. Her voice um, changes. Yeah, it's subtle. It's nowhere near what the other mothers have, but it mm-hmm. does make me think that they you accept something into you. Oh yeah, you're way more sinister after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving ahead. Uh, actually getting back to the whole TIE fighters attacking the Jedi shuttle because on this podcast we love to do things a little out of order. That's me. It's me and my ADHD brain. Um, I love how this entire series, we've seen this Jedi, you know, Star Cruiser take hit after hit after hit. But it was those pea shooters. Yeah, with the pea shooters. Yeah. And then you see just two TIE fighters go and level that thing. They were... They were calculated. I also think that, you know, these night troopers dedicated, devoted to Thrawn um, are better than stormtroopers. They they've reached the upper, eth- eth- you know, echelon of we're we're pretty good at what we do kind of kind of deal. Yeah, I, I would assume that like on I would assume that like on your flagship. So like on Vader's flagship would have been the, the, the remnants of the 501st clones. Yeah. And the other uh, the other 501st troopers that would have been inducted after like stormtrooper basic training and stuff so mm-hmm. i assume that they would be better per se than others in the fleet yeah others and the, in the same fleet. goes with thrawn's with flagship thrawn. yeah um so they hit the mark and then we see ezra and ahsoka you know dive off the ship trying to you know trying to save the nodi village from from this being huge crushed, yeah. yeah from being crushed um, I thought that was really cool. It felt very, very Yoda-esque. Yeah, it felt very, like... And I like the fact that, like, 
because we got to see Anakin and Obi-Wan do this. I thought it was really cool to see two Jedi in their prime. You know, okay, catch the ship, yeah. hold the ship, and then it's like, give the other person a moment to, to do what she mm-hmm. needs to do. And and so you see Huang in the in the cockpit here, and he's trying to do all he can. And uh, you see a, or Sabine messing with this panel in the back. And Huang's like, you're only going to get a little bit of, like, a short burst of power from the engines if you do that. Because you have Huang here trying to save his home. Yep. You know, this is his, this is his property. He's the owner of this proud... <laughs> Uh, Jedi Starship, and then you have Sabine thinking about how am I going to take down these starfighters? Yep. And so you get this short burst of you know of of energy from the engines. The Jedi Star Cruiser pops up, clips both of the Tie Fighters with the wings, which is so cool, by the way. Yeah, so it, it, it's really cool because it also gives us this this perspective of, and they made this joke in the Mandalorian when he gets after the Razor Crest, mm-hmm. and you know the Razor Crest goes away. And then the his mechanic is like, I got one for you. Bam! This is a Naboo starfighter. Back when ships were made by hand. <laughs> so if you're telling me that that was like... And like that was a very pretty ship that they turned it into. Oh, like yeah. The whole like metal Mandalore. It was great. I still like the yellow one, but that's me. The yellow, the yellow one looks good. This one looks like somebody took that and made it into a hot rod car. Yeah, and a hot like rod, a definitely. Days. But this felt like the same thing where it's like, she's like, okay, I've got this. Don't worry. Yeah. Because the TIE Fighters, they, they nail them, and they're turning back to do one more sweep. And they're firing at one ship, so they have to fly close. And then she just, you're right, she just, boom, burst of energy, slams the wings into the sides of the TIE Fighters. TIE Fighters are mass-produced. Yep. They're combat they're cheap. ships. Well, no, it's like, take an aircraft carrier, like, take, take like, a, like a, a, a F-22 Raptor, mm-hmm. and then, like, take, you know, uh, like, one of our big, beefy, like, Hercules C-130s. Yeah. That F-20, that, like, the both of them are going to go down, but one of them is going to take a lot less damage. Yep. And the ship crashes, and I gotta give it to Dave for the comedic, because when the ship hit the ground, you heard the, you just heard the creaking and yep. the creak, and I was just like, I'm like, everyone's okay. I'm not even worried about this. So, like, I wasn't worried for a second. <laughs> I, I am 100% worried, because as I've stated many times on this pod, if anything happens to Hewing, I will riot. Dave, Dave will be hearing from me. Okay, <laughs> Dave will be held in my basement. Yeah, listen, I don't care if you if he tweets at once every two two to three weeks about his little Ahsoka drawings. No, Dave, Dave, I'm coming. I'm coming to wherever you. I'll find you. Um, but I'm trying to see if I'm subscribed to him on Twitter. Yeah. So you know, you see, you see Ahsoka and Ezra. You know, they're they're hauling it to the to the crash site. And they look down and you see Sabine and Huang. And I love love how I love how Sabine, you know, goes to walk up to, to Ezra and Ahsoka, but you just see Huang in the background, just so just dejected. He's like, This was my home. This was my ride. Do you know how long I've kept this thing in service? He he did not he did not move. Like I, I wish I could have like just a still frame of, of, of Huang looking back at his ship. <laughs> He was, it, and it, you you saw him there just like, uh, just just. I loved everything to to do with that because yeah, I thought it was, scene. I thought it was such a great scene, and then it was so much, it was it was just, it was so much fun because Sabine walks up and goes, "Got him!" Yeah. Like it was just like you both have the force, <laughs> but I took him out yep. without firing a shot. Like that was the most like. <laughs> 
I'm a Jedi at a Mandalorian thing. That was the most Anakin, and yep. I am definitely Ahsoka's Padawan yep. thing that she could have done. I could see Anakin doing that with Obi-Wan. Oh, I'm God, pretty, yes. I'm pretty sure he's done something I'm, like something that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, that, was, that was pretty funny. That was great. Um, getting to see... It, it, it flashes back to, to Thrawn at that point because they get the report of, you know, the TIE fighters making a successful strike and then immediately losing contact with them after that. Yeah. And Thrawn is like, oh, well, you know, it's it's going to be almost impossible, if not impossible, that they reach us in time. So, like, the TIE fighters... An acceptable loss, I think, is is what he, he ended goes, up saying. An acceptable loss, but it also sounds like he goes give a writ to their, their oh, commanding yeah. officer. Like, oh, we're still gonna chastise the fuck out of him yeah. because they couldn't come back alive. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn. So that that's a joke from Starship Troopers, where they go, if you're gonna die, bring back your gear. It's worth more than your life. And it's that's what it felt like. And I'm, yeah. but I'm sitting here going like, uh, I mean, up until this point, he ain't wrong. Like. He he has other pilots in that place. He don't have other ships. Yeah. So uh, I completely... Like, come on, are you kidding me? I, I understood where he was coming from, and I did appreciate that. We've been in this other galaxy for seven to ten years, and you mean to tell me they couldn't come back from that mission with their ships intact? At least bring the ships back. <laughs> Hell, half of each would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and I do like that that writ gets drawn up, and... Then it becomes, well, he goes, it's almost impossible. Send a ground team. He goes, he goes, that's why we're going to send a, a strike force. A ground no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a strike force. It was a ground assault. Was it a ground it assault? It was a ground yeah. assault. I, no, I, yes. Not in the way that I was thinking. I, I think they should have sent bombardment. Walkers? I was going to say bombardment. No. Oh, no. Ground assault uh, because they ended up being in the fortress. So, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Because they said, hey, this will slow us down. Or. <laughs> Um, fucking Ezra just goes. Uh, oh, well, that's gonna slow us down a little. I, I love. I like that we're seeing Ahsoka from closer to the end of Clone Wars. Not not end of Clone Wars Ahsoka, but like coming into her own, where she's like, she's like, only if we let it. And she's she's yeah. she's creative. She's they go grab two of the hounds. She's in her like, bag. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna ride out to find them. And and that's what they do because yeah. she still has to close that ground. They still have to make it to Thrawn's ship. And that's that's what they do, and it I think it turns out to be to their advantage because of of what was coming for them. Yeah, I, there's no way they make it in the in the Star Cruiser. Yeah, for what Thrawn had planned for him. Uh, that I thought it was really cool how they approached the you know the Night Sisters Fortress, and that Ezra had never been back there since. Since getting there, essentially. Yeah, he was like, it's too dangerous. Yeah. Because uh, he says, Thrawn came here, he woke up the sisters. Yeah. Rebuild a starship, too. Yeah. He woke them up? Yeah. So, so we know what happened to Mother Townsend. Yeah. Oh, she we, got got. So we, but we watched the Clone Wars. We know that they can possibly possess people well after death. Mm-hmm. And then, if you've, if you've played, if you've watched Clone Wars and you've played Jedi Fallen Order... We know that they could become zombies. Yep. Like, what do you mean you woke them up? I like th this is where we got to the point where I was like, I want more exposition, but at the same time, the lack of exposition is terrifying, it and is. I like that more. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I, I want the lore, Dave, but please don't tell me the lore, but I want the lore, Dave. Yeah. And <laughs> I love how quick Ezra was was about just, like, giving the synopsis of his last, like, seven to ten years. He's like, I'm not coming back to this place. I'm one person. I don't even have a lightsaber at this yeah, point. Yeah, it was... You think I'm coming back here? It no. Was, it was very, it's like, it's like, oh, it was too dangerous to come back alone. You're not alone. It's like, I don't, it was one of those things where I'm like, I mean, to be fair, it is just three of you yeah, I was gonna in a it. giant mystical fortress. I don't know how I feel I don't this. think I like your odds. Never, so, never tell them the odds. Before we get to, to that buildup, mm-hmm. there is a very important scene where Thrawn says we're going to send a ground assault yep. because it's the, it's the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker and we ain't fucking this up. No. And that's when he tells, like, that. I think that's when the whole, like, I think, okay, yeah. That's when it happens. Um, and Morgan goes, or he goes, he goes, these are the volunteers. And she goes, yes. And he goes, and did you explain what it could cost them? Knowing what we know ten minutes later, that scene has a whole other tone and meaning oh, yeah. to it. Like, it, that scene is, hey, they know this is probably going to be, it, it, like, this is going to be eternal damnation mm-hmm. to the highest degree. Oh, yeah. You're never going to know. And also, I wasn't even going with, like, nothing. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, but okay, I'm okay, just okay. saying, like, that's also just the, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was that was really, really cool. Um, and I super loved it. Also, I just think it highlights the fact that Thrawn has become a cult leader in this. In this oh other yeah, galaxy, he is totally now a cult. Which, leader. if I were a stormtrooper, and let's just let's just paint the picture here real quick. Battle of Lothal. I'm a stormtrooper. I joined up for that for the health insurance. Okay. For the better for the benefits. You know, my family's chilling on. Let's say. Not Corellia. Corellia. Okay. Yeah, you know, from Corellia. I didn't want to be stuck in the Boston shipyard like my father was. Yeah. I joined the military. Okay. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Page. We're going to go get the, you know, this rebel cell at Lothal finally. We're going to put a whole end to this. Space will show up. We get transported to a, a different galaxy. I'm sure Thrawn finds that out pretty quickly with the star maps being obsolete. There is one person in this entire galaxy that I know to be very effective at what he does. And that's Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's my boss. Never have I seen Thrawn lose a straight-up fight, a straight-up battle. He doesn't lose like that, you know? Yes. I think I'm going to follow him. And if he needs something, then I'm going to. How did you not care for this episode? It's actually really good. Uh, oh, no. It was... It was. I love you. Thank you for not being here for the bit, but being here for that. Get a good night's sleep. I love you. See? Okay. See, this is um. This is why you don't bring significant others into your work. Into your work. <laughs> oh, what? You mean to back my side? I mean, she's not down here. Mine, mine came down here to chastise me for that. It's okay. Um, Chris is wrong, and he should feel bad for being wrong. This anyway, was, this was yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get. To we'll it. get to it. Um, so they ride in. Uh, I like that the turbo lasers are fl- are, are firing down on them. That is a very Thrawn thing to do. When yeah. when he, I had, I had chills like watching this whole thing because, um, as you said, Thrawn he's pulling out all the punches. Like he's not, there is no bad guy, evil. You know, I'm bigger than this. 
Um, you know, these guys don't scare me. Oh no, Thrawn's he is a tactician. Yeah. And he is he is there to be ruthless and efficient and achieve a goal. Yep. And he is uh he's working on it. Yes. Had <laughs> I thought it was really cool, you know, they're riding in turbo lasers are, are going everywhere and they're gunning it for the front door, which I love to soak his approach, like, oh hey, this armed fortress, try the front door. Yep. Because in reality, they don't have time to try anything else. You know, yeah, there's they, no there's no sneaky sneaky here. You we we're gonna have to go in small strike team moving mm-hmm. fast. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see them work together while these these um, wolves are are booking it. Yeah, and they're trying to pull open the uh, the door with the force. And at first, it's just it's just uh, Ahsoka and Ezra. and Ezra. And then I like how Ahsoka's like, "Hey, Sabine, help! Yeah, come on, pull your weight. Come on." Yeah. We're we're done. We're done with you being the the helpless Padawan here. Yeah, okay? we need you to. We need you to do something. Yeah, this here. is main character energy right now. We need you to be main character. Um, <laughs> so that was really cool. They get into the doors just as all the night troopers are coming down, and I love <laughs> how they basically just poster themselves right there. You have Ahsoka with her with her her lightsabers, and then you have Ezra with his new blue lightsaber and Sabine with the green one. Yeah, and I was like, that's a poster right there. Oh they, yeah. Well, no. It was, they came it was, in A team style. They it was it was it was also very re- reminiscent to like, okay, we've got green of like, we've got the two Jedi colors, and then we have white, the balance in the middle. Yep. So I thought that that was really really good. Um, I thought the stormtroopers are down there, like they're throwing bodies at a problem. Oh yeah. And their whole point is we just need Thrawn just needs to get away, and I like that they get taken out quickly, efficiently. Um, I like that was it. a cool fight scene too. It was a cool. I I loved. It was the best fight scene I think of, especially of this episode. Yeah, and I thought them working together as a team was so cool to see because you have Ahsoka who was well rounded, great at everything. Yep. And then you have Sabine who's not great as great like in her in her Jedi abilities and her um, skills with the lightsaber, but she had been training. You can yes. see that she she's been practicing. Yeah, she's been deflecting a lot of stuff. Um, but she also has her blasters. I do like this. So it's like Sabine blaster. Like, look, be, I need you to be more efficient than you are with this. Yeah. Pull out the gun. But I also think that's Ahsoka really accepting her for her heritage too. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that's probably what they had to do with Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian Jedi. Uh, if I had to guess the, the masters at the time probably had to take this kind of approach with, with, with Tar Vizsla. Um, you're going to use style gun, gun sabers. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had Ezra with the Force. He's just throwing people yeah, around. Yeah, he's just yeah. throwing people around like crazy. And you're right. They make quick work of those um, of those night troopers. And um, then they start to go upstairs. Yep. They start to. And then. Then Thrawn goes, sisters, I have like I have work for you. I need a favor yeah. for your for your favorite little golden blue boy. Yeah. And they start chanting. And you never want to be around when Night Sisters start chanting. It never ends up. It, good it, it does not end well. And they start, ch- and it is the chant from. It's the chant from Survivor or Fallen Order. It's the chant from uh, Clone Wars. Like it is the chant. It's the chant from Rebels too. And actually, this is why I had an issue. This is the only scene I had an issue with. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was because I think Ahsoka was the one who said it and asked Ezra, "Have you guys seen? Like, have you seen this before?" And they were like. No, we haven't. But they had. Yeah. They were on Dathomir in Rebels. Uh, at one point, Sabine gets 
taken over by a night sister spirit, which I think was that Talzin. That, uh, it was either Talzin or it was the old grandmother who they went through. That was an ugly night sister, by the yeah. way. I know you were the oldest night sister. You were yeah, ugly. She was. Ugh. I mean, she's older. Looked like a bug. Um, so this is where I'm gonna like this is so this is where I'm gonna start to get into one. Uh, a lot of a lot of my issues with this with the show, like I know you said, hey, pacing wise early on. So I'm the kind of we're getting to like the end of it, the penultimate, like where it gets to mm-hmm. um, one. The. Uh, we we get to. We, we, we get to the the Night Sisters doing a thing, building up Morgan Elsbeth. Um, really, Ezra not building a lightsaber traditionally. I, I think that is such a detriment to the show because that would. To me, what this said was, Ezra said in the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. The Force is my ally, <laughs> right? Yep. Force is my al- ally. I understand him needing to build a lightsaber with, for what they're about to do. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was building it how he's always built it, I'm like, you had no character growth. Oh, you, okay. you are the same character because okay. Wang is there to teach you, and you. This, this is him. This is the ability to see how in tune he is with the Force, is to watch him assemble a lightsaber. Ooh. No, 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 There's no. We're not going to get it in the Clone no Wars. No character growth. About He's that. been stuck on another galaxy for seven years. That's all character growth. I don't care. They don't them. have time to do the whole in tune with the Force bit. They're busy. They have what a are you time about? limit. He said the last episode. He, I, the Force is my ally. Yes, the Force is your ally. But you work quicker. Listen, listen. He needed to talk to Huang about. I would have rather had the dialogue with Huang talking about Kanan than seeing Ezra build his lightsaber. They didn't have time for that. Because you know what? He would have been building that thing, and you know what would have happened? The TIE Fighters would have showed up, and they everybody would have just died. No, not died. But their ship would have been gone. There would have been a lot of Nodi just littering the ground. You know, listen, I'm sure if Ezra wants to build it the classical way, he can, but he didn't have time for this. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something out there for you. Right? Oh, great. I love The Force Unleashed. It's a great game. Thank you, Sam Whitaker. Fucking love you. I'd love to get you on the podcast. I'll reach out to him. I'll I'll have my people get with his people. We should. How long did it take Starkiller to almost assemble his lightsaber? I don't know. In the beginning of Star Wars Force Unleashed. Before he was interrupted by Vader. Spoilers. Uh, It's been a while, so I don't know the exact time frame. Ten fucking seconds! <laughs> you couldn't give me ten seconds of him building his goddamn lightsaber okay, with but the Force. Starkiller was the most OP apprentice to ever live. Why do you think he's not canon? I don't care that he's not canon, but it took, I, that's my point. It takes ten seconds for you to show me that Ezra is a better and grown character. Okay, well, when Ezra has to, to build his lightsaber for the fourth time, because no, he it's, keeps it's losing ruined. it. It's already Okay, ruined. okay. Oh. I bet you he can take it apart and reassemble it at will if he so pleases. I don't, that's fine. But seriously, you could have had all the dialogue. Hugh Ang could have still given him he the He is piece. not a youngling anymore. He doesn't need to display it. If he has to build it quick, he has to build it quick. You said Hugh Ang's seen a thing or two because he's been around, so he knows a thing or oh, two. Oh, brother. I, I think, I, I, I honestly think that is one of the weakest parts of this entire show is they sacrificed showing me how powerful Ezra is and the old way that the Jedi used to do something 
because that's one of the coolest things from the Clone Wars. That's one of the coolest things from every other part of the series. Mm-hmm. And you just agree to disagree. He just put it together, and I was like, Kanan Jarrus would have put it together the classic way the first time. Mm. Ezra, like this was our chance to see a traditional lightsaber being built, and I, I, I feel like that's okay. That's lost. Oh, well, it's now. okay. We can see with Ahsoka. When she has to, you know, rebuild hers. I don't think also, she'll... Also... She's never going to go back to double lightsaber. I think it's done. Agreed if she does, she'll pick someone else's. But also, pause. Okay. That's a massive thing to have a gripe about. They they had to tell me about how different his character was. And you had, like, all these great opportunities here to sit here, take 10 seconds, have the dialogue, give me a 10-second scene. It was a 46-minute episode. You're telling me you couldn't put it up to 50? Budget. For him to put together a goddamn lightsaber, they're using puppets. You could do this. You had to CGI the whole lightsaber building scene. I mean, come on. They, the practical effects are cheaper. Like, don't you know that? Come on. I mean, yeah, they are. But you could have, if there was one scene to blow a little bit of budget on, guess what? It would have been that scene. Listen, I'll contact Dave and I'll have him show you Ezra making his lightsaber. I don't want to see that now. No, I don't want it out of pity. I want it to be part of the inter- integral okay. part of the story. All right. Okay. Well. All right. Next, probably one of the, I think the high, so I think the other issue with this is the highs on this episode are really cool, but after the highs of the last two episodes, they're still like paling in comparison. I mean, nothing, nothing is going to top what the Hayden Christensen episode is, which is, which sucks for the rest of Ahsoka because you see that scene and like that's, that goes down as one of the best Star Wars. Did you notice that like any time that like one of the actors that play Anakin come back, like that's the best episode we all talk about? Oh yeah. Like Kenobi, Ahsoka, Rebels. Like, yeah. oh, they're, they're, oh, I, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, we're whores for Anakin. Yeah, that, that's yeah, all it is. Um, But yeah, no, yeah. Yes, that Hayden, to me Hayden was, Christensen is the love of my life. I, I, if, I can see that. If I get to meet that man, I am going to give him all of the praise that he should have gotten back in 2002 and 2005. I'm going to make up for like 20 years of you being treated like shit right this moment. Yeah. You're going to feel it, sir. Yeah. I'm taking um, him out to dinner. <laughs> um, maybe home later. Uh, so after that, we, we do get to the scene where the night troopers live up to their name. Yep. They called it, and you, you've been calling it. Yeah. I think we've all, I think every fan has been calling it who who knows what happens with Night Sisters. And when you called them Night Troopers, I was like, that's a dope <laughs> name. And that was like my immediate, because I dodged immediate everything thought. where they were called Night Troopers. Um, they, after being cut down, they start getting up. And I like the fact that that is, that is heralding right back to the fall of Dathomir in the original... In the Clone Wars, in yeah. In the Clone Wars. Um, and it, it was great. It was it was really cool. They get up, they get up clunky, and then their eyes glow that turquoisey, greeny yeah. blue. Yeah. It was such a good scene. Beautifully, beautifully put together. Yeah. Unlike Ezra's lightsaber. <laughs> you can keep calling it all you want. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was absolutely stellar and fantastic. Um, and then they start running because oh, yeah. that's the only option that they now have. I mean, they could have cut off their limbs. Yeah, but they could have cut them in half. Let's yeah. just let's just think of this from a practical standpoint. Like, I know they're being chased by these undead troopers, but I'm pretty sure they would have been a lot slower had you cut them. But more started Darth coming Maul down style. the stairs. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. From I, I, I agree. Darth Maul I, style. Just I agree. Slice them. I, I'm happy we never got to see any of their faces because I realized that had been a lot. 
Yep. But at the same time, I'm also, I wish we could have gotten to see, like, one decrepit, like, give me, like, give me, like, Pirates of the Caribbean one face mm-hmm. with the glowing eyes underneath the mask. Yeah. I could have taken that. So, my my question for you regarding the Night Troopers is, do you think that they were dead originally? Because I don't. I don't think they were either. I think these were just battle-hardened guys who are in a cult of Thrawn. You I, know. I think they were in a cult of Thrawn, and when they all became Night Troopers, I think it was like, hey, drink this Kool-Aid now. I'm betting there was like, that's why they're wrapped up in the in the red, yeah. and it's tying them to like the Dathomirian magic. Mm-hmm. And that is what... like. They knew that they were always dead men walking. Yeah. And I think part of the other thing is like, yeah, they're battle hardened, but they're also 10 years older. Yep. And you gotta think these guys are adults. So these guys are, they are not going to be like, yeah, they might be as better effective. shots, but they're, yeah, they're older and you're going to fight some kids with lightsabers. Yeah. Like, no, that it makes sense that, that you would get there. Yeah. Carl um, wakes up with lower back pain. Yeah. It, it's hard. And it's hard to get his helmet on sometimes. Like, takes it out of you being in another galaxy. If so. Yeah, polish your armor. Ray ran off polish like six months ago. We don't know if this is even water over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I have that. I have those questions about this galaxy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what, what flies here? Yeah, but what? How does this all work? Um, the, I love how they're. I love the Night Sisters Temple, and it's just one very long staircase that they have to keep keep jamming. Yeah, and they cut. cut they cut the doors. Yeah, they do the old school like kill the door controls because that'll stop them. Yeah. Hey, um, it slows them down. I, I did like the fact that at one point they cut one door control and they blew it open and they cut the next one immediately. Yep. And I'm like, actually, that's the smartest move you can do. Like, they, how many breaching charges do you really think they have on them? Yeah. Like, you're going to eliminate a lot of how they fight. <laughs> on the other side of the door, you just have the night troopers with, like, the hands on their hips. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, again, we got another thermal. We're out of thermals. Oh. Yeah. I, it, this, um, this entire scene, or this entire sequence leading up to the top of the, of the, um, of the fortress, it it felt like you were playing a video game or watching somebody play a video game because then you got to the halfway point and then there's Morgan Elsbeth with her with her sword of Towson, yes, um, looking badass because yeah. she looked. Uh, that is not somebody I would want to come up to a room in, and I almost thought that we were going to see Ahsoka sacrifice herself here. No, you didn't think so. No, I can. So I'm gonna I can I I'll go through and I'll, I'll paint because this is gonna be where my next issue with this with the oh, show great. is. Oh great, okay. Um, one, I think that not all of the night troopers that were coming down the stairs. I think a lot of them were dead. I think when they died, they put them in the rooms, and when they did the thing to wake them all up, because if you notice, it looks like only twenty to thirty troopers went down. Yeah. And I'm like, they killed most of them in that room. Mm-hmm. And then some were still coming down, and then others were coming through other doors. Yeah. So I think when they woke them up, the dead ones that they just kind of stored and kept were also being like, oh yeah, and that that was like reinforced. Oh, that's that, that's that's fair. That's that's that. just some head cannon. I don't okay. know if that's true, but that's head cannon. So they get up to the top, right? And we got the night troopers. They're still facing them. Some of them are obviously obviously still alive. Which some is, of them are dead. Got to be creepy. Yeah, I haven't seen Tim for six months. What the hell is he doing here? Yeah. I didn't know we could see our eyes through these things. You know that there's opacity to this? Um, and we we get the whole go around. There's not enough time, right? Yep. And the night and the night troopers get up there, and they stand around. And they're like, "No, we're gonna have the duel happen." Well, no, I was talking um, about the scene when they're still in the fortress when because Ahsoka and Morgan 
were fighting initially. Oh, like, downstairs. No, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's where I thought Ahsoka was going to sacrifice herself. That's what it kind of felt like. Because every time we hear you guys go, I'll take care of this. The person taking care of it dies. And what Sabine says we have to stick together. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the Ahsoka is going to be fine. Sabine's not going to leave her. That, yeah, that mistake can't be made again. She is going. Her master's going to stick by her. She's going to stick by her master. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's going to be. Um, the, what I, what, 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 so they, they start to have this fight, like Morgan allows them to run up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that we got to see demon purge troopers. Oh, the death, they, the, they weren't, I don't think they were, those were purge troopers. They were wearing troopers. the black armor. They were death troopers. Were they death troopers? Yeah, they were, cause they made the little sound. They were, um, they were death troopers like, uh, Thrawn had them in the at the end of Rebels, the Death Troopers, because that's when Rogue One premiered. Was during like that season of. Uh, but were they just Purge Troopers? Because they were wearing the black armor. No, here. Uh, I'm, I'm googling it right now. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, they were badass, and I, as somebody who just got back into Battlefront Two, love Battlefront Two. Not the OG one. The OG one's amazing. It's like the, the mecha, but uh, the newer Battlefront Two. If you guys haven't played it in a while, I know it had a terrible launch, but fantastic game. One of my favorite heavies to play is the Death Trooper. I shred as a Death Trooper. I am a I'm a problem. All right, I carry out the Empire's orders at will with the Death Trooper. Um, I love I love that we got to see Sabine and Ezra struggle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was I was I was checking to see that. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I love that we. They they struggled with those troopers. Those like I, those things are not uh, a walk in the park trooper wise, and um, they're made with their their armor's made with Baskar too. I think it has some yeah. Baskar in it because like blasts were coming off of them. They were they weren't like like part of me was like, oh, you guys are also undead. Yeah, like they had to have been undead. They had they, to have been. They looked. They had to be older than most of the other and ones. And their strength and their yeah. strength was definitely um, yeah, um. And I, I know we're arriving to your second issue with the show. Yeah, let's just give Sabine the fucking force. That's where the, the real F-bomb wanted to go. There it is. There That's goes the our second rating. one. There yeah. goes our rating. It's PG. gone. Our rating. It's gone. I... You had... And, and they kind of they, they kind of allude to this at one point with... Uh, earlier, and I, I made us gloss over it. I did that deliberately. Um... When Ezra and Huang are talking, uh, part of the reason Ahsoka walked away is because of what happened on Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounded before like Ahsoka wouldn't let Sabine go to Mandalore. Yeah. But then it was like, no, uh, Sabine's like, train me to be a Jedi. And, you know, and Ahsoka's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that when you're in this mental state because that's how we get Sith. And I was like, so you mean to tell me all along that she's been for we made a clear distinction in Rebels. So, I'm going to... Go ahead, continue. I'll, that she I'll provide wasn't my rebuttal. Force-sensitive. That she didn't have the Force. I like the idea of, hey, this is what it actually means to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. The Jedi is... And Ahsoka says the Jedi is not about being... The Jedi is not about being, you know, using the Force or having a lightsaber. It's about strength of character. And I was like, okay, good. We're going to... Dis- delineate between hey just because you have the force doesn't mean you're a jedi you can still be an asshole with a laser sword just like in kotor 2 yeah 
Go ahead. Plenty of assholes running around with laser swords these days. God. Um, so I'm going to bring attention to two vital points here. Okay. One is the conversation between Ezra and Huang. Huang says, word for word, that Ahsoka wanted to unlock Sabine's potential. Potential. Giving the giving the guys that there's something there we don't know, right? The second thing is that at one point in Rebels, I have to I'd have to go back and look specifically, but I, I do recall this, is that I I think it was the training episode when Sabine's being taught how to use the Darksaber. Kanan calls Sabine dangerous at one point, right? I know he goes on to say that, you know, like she she doesn't use the force like they do, you know, but who's to say that. All of this time through all of Sabine's trials and tribulations, you know, she she's. Had this very emotional past, and it's not just been in the last few years, her entire upbringing, if you recall from Rebels, like she's the reason so many Mandalorians got killed. She's been emotionally shut off. Yeah. This entire time, which also is not healthy. Get that girl into therapy. therapy Talk about help. it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Go get some go get some help on that one. Yeah. She's been carrying around these like this burden for her entire life. Yeah. She d- she created the genocide weapon that could deal with Beskar armor. Yeah. Some microwave cannon. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Great job. It's going to save your people. Don't worry. Yeah. We know we want to go around Beskar armor. But trust me, we, we, we know your people exclusively use it. But it's not for them. It's for those those other other bad bad people that wear this scarf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the yeah. <laughs> also, though, that's that was a great arc in the, in Rebels. It was. Um, I will say, even though she used the Force, um, ten out of ten. I like the fact that we are. <laughs> We are turning to the... Hey, what happens if we just point the lightsaber and somebody just turned it on real quick and then turned it off? Yep. Like, oh, oh, that I'm was so dope. Glad that, but, I mean, that's like we got Ray doing that. Like, that was so that cool. needs to be normalized. For all the faults that The Last Jedi has, and you actually earlier described my entire philosophy with that movie, uh-huh. is that the highs are super awesome, but the lows suck in yeah. the movie. Like, that's always been my, uh, my view on The Last Jedi. I don't find it as polarizing as so many other people do. Yeah. In, in, in the, in the fandom. Um, although the whole Leia space. Scene, yeah. That's, that was kind of, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> that throne, that throne room scene though was one yeah, of the most cinematic scene. masterpieces that was ever graced Star Wars. Super cool. But that's, that's how I'm rationalizing this with Sabine is that maybe she was cut off from the force this entire time. Kind of almost like, like how, was cut off from the force, but maybe it was something that wasn't intentional, yeah. but I think there's an avenue for them to explain this. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight you as much as I did earlier because this is all, this is a very understandable position to take. Yeah. For me, I've rationalized it. Um, I'm putting my trust in Dave here that he like, will get more explaining from this. Um, but I don't know. I thought I just thought it was really cool. It was it was decent. Um, and, and you know we we got another lightsaber turn on to the side of the head scene. Mm-hmm. Ezra takes it on. 
and I, I think the other part here is this this to me felt like the most MacGuffin MacGuffin that they could do. Um, so for those of you who don't know what MacGuffin is, um, a MacGuffin is the mystical thing that is going to be able to like help you get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a lot of games, like you find the magic item and then it's the key all along. Um, that was kind of the the orb in the beginning, but then they said, nope, we're destroying it, and it it, it's, it instantly stopped being one, which was great. Yeah. Um, so immediately after that, the ship's getting away, and Ezra's like, we can't make the jump. And I was like, didn't Sabine have a jetpack? No, she never got a, she never had her jetpack in the series. I she did at one time, yes. Yeah, but it was one of those things where she they're, they're like they're getting away, and Ezra's like, I can't do it, I can't make the jump. And she goes, Look, you go ahead and you jump, and I'll push you, and then you'll pull me. I was like, Okay, we're gonna do the scene from. They're gonna try to do the scene from a. Uh, it was from Rebels, from Rebels. Uh, when they were on Geonosis. I was like, That would be super cool. The bug. Yeah, and they so they do the push. Ezra makes it on the ship. Can we just talk about that for go a ahead. second? I love how Ezra is the exact same as all of us too. Ezra's like, I'm not so sure. You just, <laughs> I'm not sure I know this. He doesn't but... even know that she can use the horse yet. Yeah, he has not seen it. I don't think he saw her use the horse. Yeah, that was um, that was as that was another case of Ezra being the audience. <laughs> yes, and she pushes him up there, mm-hmm. and I do like the ah, and the troopers that are about to like shoot at him for coming across. They're like. Oh, well, I guess yeah. and then he comes up, and I was like, oh, that's actually, yeah, that gave, was clever. Gave him the extra, like, little push there. That was that was really funny. Um, that, was, that, was peak, that was still peak Stormtrooper moment. It, it was it was great, and it, it felt like right out of Survivors, like, where they have, like, conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes them out, and we don't see, and then, like, the scene instantly cuts back to Ahsoka, now fighting with uh, Morgan Elsbeth up yeah. the ramp. Yeah, they the were making their way up to the top, yeah. So, here's, I know you said Morgan was was a was like she was formidable mm-hmm. she was not i think even with the powers um i think the second she even got the power thrawn was like nah you're uh, like he knew she had outlived her usefulness and that's why he goes hey i have one more thing to ask of you he knew that she was gonna die she had no way to make it and the only reason ahsoka didn't dispatch with her sooner or faster was because the all the stormtroopers were right there. Yeah. So they were allowing them to have this fight because <laughs> yeah. they they respected the one v one. They respected the one v one, and the second that that happened, like the second she killed him, like I think Ahsoka knew, like, the, like yeah, I, I survived and I, I can do it. We proved I could do it with Order sixty six, but that was still only like two or three ways coming in, and like it was just it was one of those things where I'm like, okay numbers here she would eventually get taken out yeah and then they'd be up there after sabine and ezra mm-hmm. and so this if you notice the second sabine says she's not alone and we're like eh, you didn't leave her yeah, yeah you grew uh everything changed the entire fight went from being like oh we're evenly matched this is my and it instantly became we were never on the same page and i think thrawn knew that the second she's like it's just one jedi thrawn was like okay you've made two mistakes now and I'm not going to give you a chance to make a third. You're going to be sacrificed. The second mistake nah. being the the second mistake being like, why are we pulling them back? Blah blah. And he goes, they lost time. I see. I saw this as a, I saw this as Morgan's sacrifice for Dathomir. That's what I think this overarching thing meant. I don't think it was really Thrawn throwing her to the wolves. I think it, both things can be true. Okay, well, okay, both things can be true. But I really think that Thrawn respected 
Morgan, the sacrifices that she made to get out here. Um, definitely miss, definitely did not gauge where her loyalties were because her loyalties were to Dathomir this entire time. As yeah. you can tell, she was. Because she says, he goes for the Empire and as she's walking away, she goes for Dathomir. Yeah. And sure, that's cool, but I think he also sent, I will also go out on a limb to say he sent her to die because he also knows he's going to kill the Great Mothers as well once he gets what they need. So, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what we're going to see because that's yeah. one of the many cliffhangers um, that we that we're going to end up finding. Um, I just thought the second I saw Sabine back there, I sat there and I was like, no way they just they just reverse Ezra right here. We just got the gang back together. You mean to tell him tell me that he's alone on that ship? Um, and I, and I love as this is going on, you see it in the background and the, uh, the trooper, the night trooper, the dead one on, yeah. in the hangar bays, the comms are going off. And Ezra's like, Ezra goes immediately back to his old ways. He's like impersonating the, the night trooper. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're all clear here. Yeah. Oh, we got reinforcements. Thanks. And like, it's like, like, thanks buddy. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I love to see how I just I, I love that scene because I was like, up, oh, Ezra, stowing aboard an imperial vessel. Yeah, where we've seen this before. It was it was very Ezra's really was, good at it. Okay, he is. I, I like like the like the street rat. You know, yeah, he's, the street rat that he is. A lad reference, guys. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it really he 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 really embodies it. This actor you can, does a good you job. You can with take that. Ezra out of the streets. You can't take the streets, the streets out, out of Ezra. Ezra. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really cool. Uh, Morgan getting got like that though. That was impressive. Oh I, yeah, I. I was up in arms when Morgan managed to kill her uh, her sparring saber, though, because I was like, Anakin made that for her. That's it, a priceless heirloom. That is an heirloom. Uh, the second, but I noticed that it was the long one, so it was her. It was her Tano blade. It was like it's it's a shorter blade. They do break yeah. easily traditionally in Japanese lore. Um, but then it also, what it does is like this now went from, so, and I talked about this thing the first episode two blades in Japanese lore is not considered honorable. It's considered more barbaric. Yep. And that's why a lot of Jedi use single blade because you you are stronger with one mm-hmm. blade than you are with two. So it was like the second she did that, I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's now going to have all of her strength behind this. And then once Sabine, like I said, once Sabine came back, she, like, if you notice, like, she didn't stand a chance once she knew Sabine was there and that she had a way out. Yeah, those troopers were getting yeah. mowed down. Um, so I thought that was good. Honestly, the choreographed fighting between Morgan and uh, and Ahsoka was god-awful. You think so? There was a point where she's like this, or like because they're supposed to be like moving faster, mm-hmm. but like the like they're cutting to the scene to like just show the blade like hitting the lightsaber. Yeah. But she's like up and she's up and blocking in a way that like you're telegraphing it. I I'd have to watch the scene just for the choreography again. Yeah. Um, to really, there there were scenes where she's like swinging yeah. and like her reactions just it's too slow to feel believable. Mm-hmm. And you love episode three. Go watch episode. Just go watch Obi Wan and like when they're up in the in the in the one room together, the control room. Oh up. yeah, it's such a great fight scene. And then, like, and this is what a lot of people had the issues with, um, with the fight that happened in the last, the, the last Jedi when they're in the throne room scene. I give that one a pass because, yeah, Ray can fight, but this is 
she's fighting elite guards and she's winning because she has the force. Yeah. And so it felt chaotic. Mm-hmm. But this to me is like, okay, she's she's a witch of Dathomir. She's a lady of standard. She probably knows how to fence because, of course, and, and she, well, she did. She did in the Man- in their first. You know, don't forget their full first yeah. duel in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, but Ahsoka knows how to fight. And so when I was watching it, I was like, this is not a believable, this isn't even a a believable, like, I I just thought that it was like, it was a very poorly choreographed sequence, especially coming off of the Merrick fight, where it was like, no, this is just Ahsoka wins. Yeah. So. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and watch it. I'm, I tend to trust you though, because you are our our resident choreographic expert when it comes to lightsaber duels, but also Stop holding things up to the standard of Anakin versus Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith. We will never get something that beautiful. Fine, I'll hold it up again. to the standard of Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul in Rebels. I'll hold it up to the standard of... Uh, I'll hold it up to the standard of, like, the Merrick fight. So like, that fight yeah, was so fair. good. I know, but I'm just saying, don't... The Anakin-Obi-Wan duel was the most personal... Fine, I'll best hold up choreographic to, fight that there ever will be. To Obi Wan versus Anakin, Obi Wan versus uh, Obi Wan Anakin versus Count Dooku the first time. Okay, well, listen, <laughs> I, I don't have a good rebuttal. That's fine. That's you're, fine. Like I, I know you're right. <laughs> it, it was just, it was like to me, it was like I said, that, that, like that took me out of it because I was like, this doesn't make any sense, uh, especially for her, like for for the power up and the magic that Morgan supposedly just got, there was none of it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just, it felt like this very weird, like, what was all that if this is all you're going to be? Yeah. Or are they just saying like, hey, you have to have this to use this blade. Mm-hmm. But like the second she got the blade, I was like, nope, she's going to die. Uh, she's outlived her usefulness and they just need her to stall a little bit more. And I know that like, I know that the mothers were like, she's fallen and they kind of look sad. Yeah. But he sits there and, and, and Thrawn goes, she made the ultimate sacrifice for the Empire. And it, it was very, very, like, he sent her down there to die. Yeah. I, I fully think that, no, he was like, she is not useful to me. So Well, I mean, to, to be fair, though, in Thrawn's position, he would have sent anybody down there to die because his entire objective is getting out of this galaxy. So that's fair. It fits his mission objective. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you on those points, but I, I love how it gets to be too many night troopers for Ahsoka and Sabine to handle themselves. And so they just start gunning it for the edge or no, it wasn't, it wasn't the trooper. Well, were some of them alive at the end when they started? I think some of them were alive, but I think they were supposed to be the dead ones, but it became very unclear. Yeah. Okay. Because Um, not that many volunteered. It was like a platoon. mm -hmm. So that's 20 guys, 30 at max. Yeah. And then, yeah, we we did get to the scene, you know, after the night mothers or night mothers, the great mothers were like, yeah, Morgan's dead. Uh, and Thrawn was like, ah, oh, oh, no. Anyway, bombard the whole place. Yeah, just destroy it. Which I, I don't know if you caught like the like the eye roll, um, not eye roll, but like the eyes from the great mothers. Like, hey, that was our. Yeah. Like well, our you, we took everything home. out of. Out I know, of, but out like, of, still about. Yeah, no. What the hell, was... man? What if we need to come back here one day? Build another giant hyperspace ring. But. That's just another case of Thrawn throwing the kitchen sink at Ahsoka yeah. and, and Sabine. And I'm I'm assuming like he thought Ezra was there with them at some I point. I think so too. I don't yeah. think he knew Ezra was up there. Yeah. Um, um, so they just start bombarding the whole place. 
And I had no idea where this was going because earlier in the episode, they're asking to see if maybe Huang can give a hand, like a hand, uh, like a, a helpful hand, which I can't believe we You've didn't been talk. Fixing that ship longer than yeah. I've been alive. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I can't believe we, we didn't mention this scene earlier. It was hilarious. But yeah. he has the Noti tribe on, on board helping him repair the thing. They're like electrocuting themselves. <laughs> it's. Because I don't think they have electricity there, so... Well, hey, they have their pods. I don't know how they work. I, I know, that, that, that is all, like... And then maybe they're a little bit combusted. They hover. They, have, they hover. Um, they have steam. I don't know. <laughs> their okay. levers are not, like... It, okay. It, it is right. not electric. Okay, I know it's not to the to the standard of a, of a Jedi <laughs> starship. like this. <laughs> find a loose connection and touching it. Like, just watching his little crab body. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um... You uh, go on the comms, like... Don't wait for me. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I, this is not. If you could get off the planet, you yeah. could have better luck. And I'm glad because that that signaled to me at that part of the episode, like, oh, Hugh Hank's not going to be. Yeah, Hugh Hank's going to be fine. He's like, there's his plot armor for the episode. Um, but them jumping off, I legitimately had no idea what they were going for at that point. So it was nice to see Hugh Hank with his ship repaired. Yeah, um, catch them on time. On time. On time. Um. So we get, we get up to space. I legitimately thought they were going to catch them. I thought they were gonna kind of pull. Uh, they were gonna pull Han Solo, and they were gonna like land on and latch on. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were gonna do. Uh, we were wrong. Yep. Although I think. No. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think our my. I I think I made this uh, episode one and two. I think you and I said they're gonna have to use the warp between to get back. Yeah, something something yeah. like that. We were like, oh, Thrawn's gonna get back. I think that was one of our predictions. Like Thrawn's gonna get back to the galaxy. Like, yeah. That's that's a foregone conclusion. Um, but I love how. You know, the Great Mothers are like, the Jedi Starship's gaining on us. And, and Thrawn's just like, open up a channel. Let me talk. Let me talk to Ahsoka. Lady Tano. Um, I knew your master. I wonder how much you'll turn out like him. Oh. That is that is a gut shot. So, But here's the thing. Her face didn't change. She just goes, can we get more power? Yeah. Like it was, we have an objective. We need to get there. Well, yeah, until... Until you could see the anger on on Ahsoka's face when he drops, you know, maybe this galaxy is better for a Ronin like you. Oh, yes. whoa, whoa. Uh, so th- that was also a point to me where it was like, how lazy is this? That like you gave them a name mm-hmm. of like a what? What was the wild name for wild Jedi? Uh, uh, Boken Jedi. Boken Jedi. Like, I know she was traditionally trained. Call her a Boken Jedi, though, because it feels like it has a name. Yeah. And to me, just getting Ronin, I'm like, I, so actually, I'm again on the opposite side of the uh, of the aisle uh, than you. I think it fits into Thrawn's personality that he used Ronin. He's a very classical of the arts Grand Admiral. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch to bring the term Ronin into the into the galaxy. Like yeah, that. but that would that would mean that we had samurai and we had Japanese culture. Not and, Japanese culture, but I think you can apply it to the that of the early Jedi. So, I would I I still think you just you just gave us Boken Jedi. Okay, well listen, you can't have everything. I, I understand, okay. but like I said, that to me was one of the like I was like the okay. lazier parts of the writing, sure. Yeah, good for I, you. I didn't think it was as good of, especially since we just had me. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised that they didn't. Actually, just kidding. I, I was not surprised that they they got caught up in like the hyperspace. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, it, it felt like a wake. Like, wake. Like if yes, you were, perfect if you, wake. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I like the ship was it, it made space feel like the, the the ocean. Yep. And that's how it should always feel. Yeah. It was that was a really cool scene. Um and so you're sitting, I thought the episode was almost going to end right there. I thought that was all we were going to get. So everything that we got past this part, I thought was pretty cool. And I think we can just jump right into that. And that's how we'll, we'll end it. Yeah. Uh, where do you, okay. So we got, we got three big ending parts. Mm-hmm. Four, four big ending parts. Five. Five big ending parts. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, which one do you want to start with? Ezra. Ezra. That was my favorite part. Oh. Um, so we see the Republic fleet. Yep. Um, and then you see this old shuttle, which I I don't know what that shuttle specifically was doing on Thrawn's ship. It could have been around since. Well, it was a Clone Wars era. It was a Clone Wars era his, ship. Yeah, but they board. I think it's the one that like he used to board their ship. Originally, yeah. From I think that's what it's supposed to be. Like how they snuck aboard was like an older. You might be right. I think I'd, that's I'd, how I'd they, have to like, rewatch it, but yeah, that you know we've seen that ship. It's it was a staple of. Um, it was a staple of both the Republic and the Confederacy. Actually. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a good ship. Yeah, and that scene was so good. It was so well done. Um, you you see it landing. You see everybody in the hangar. They're like, no, no, we've been here before. Yeah, <laughs> back to the first episode. We know who came off these. You know, like uh, in the hangar the first they time. Pull out a gun. Everyone's got their guns trained yeah. on it, and he starts walking down, and you see a stormtrooper start walking down. Yeah, and everybody's cocking like. No, no. I love the fact that Chopper clearly a, goes, he's short for a stormtrooper. And it's just like, yeah. yes! I love how it was Chopper who would see, like, seen through it immediately. Just knew immediately yeah. who it was. Um, Poor sensitive droid right there. It really underscores their relationship. I'm yeah. sure Chopper, as much as he would never admit it publicly, missed the hell out of Ezra this entire time. He takes off. He takes off the stormtrooper helmet and like you see him like adjust to it because you know you can't see in those things that well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Hera's like Ezra, and it it was it was it was because I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, hi mom, I'm home. Yeah, and that's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was it was hi Hera, I'm home, and that's all it that, had to be. He sound he sounded like Ezra from he did. Uh, from Rebels too. Like that's and if you notice, like because he had helmet hair, mm-hmm. his hair was back. Yeah. So it looked more like him out of like- When he like, was a kid. When he was younger. Oh. oh. It was it was such a beautiful scene. I, I got goosebumps. I have goosebumps, I have goosebumps right, right now, right now yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, I just wanted them to hug. I was kind of mad that it- I, Yeah, I kind of I kind of wanted to hug, but I'm also like, yeah, don't, that that that's filthy. Go make him take a shower. A <laughs> <Yeah>. real shower. <laughs> one. Um, so that was great to see. Um. What's ending number two for you? Cause I, I can think of three. I'm not sure where you're getting. The, oh, wait. Oh, yes. I forgot of the two the two other villains that got yeah. zero screen time in this. Yeah, so this clearly was... I, Let, let's save Let's save those two for the end. Let's go... Really? I was going to go the other way. Really? Yeah. I think, it's, I think those two are arguably bigger than... Really? Really? <laughs> They're bigger? Yes. Okay. Okay. Then. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna trust you. If okay. All right. Listen. No, no, no. Cover, cover. Cover the other ending. You're good. Because I had theories about the other ending. I have theories about a lot of the endings. Okay. Honestly. But let's um. Let's go with the the easiest one then. Thrawn. Thrawn arriving at Dathomir. Yes. That was really that was the entire scene. It's just yeah the star destroyer with Seeing the huge hyperring. Seeing the red planet. Oh yeah! Seeing all the the catacombs when they showed the catacombs like in the holograms, and you're like, 
it's gonna take you three days for, and then you see. And actually, you mentioned it at the at the top of the episode. That was definitely Indiana Jones style. Like, yeah, you know, it was just rows in their hangar. So many. Oh. Yeah. He. This is this is the 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 reboot of the Dathomiri culture right here. And then if you're thinking about it, like, okay, this is how we're going to build the troopers. This I could see this being like, hey, this is how we get the cultists that are going to go to help build and bring the emperor back. They're going to go to what's it called? Holy shit. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah, that's what I think these are going to be the cultists that are in the stands. Do you so do you think that Thrawn is still serving Palpatine this entire time or So I had that question in there where he wow. goes where he goes for for the empire. He always says the empire, he never says my empire. Yeah. So I think he still sees it as he is doing a service. So so this entire time you know Everybody's so afraid of Thrawn because he's the heir to the Empire, but not really. Thrawn never sees himself as the heir to the Empire. He's still serving the he's serving yeah. the ideal of and, the Empire. And who's to say that you know, in well, I don't know if you know this, but uh the Battlefront two campaign we'll, of the we'll, new one. We'll play that. You should. Wait, us too? Yeah, we'll oh, play it. Oh, hell yeah. That was a great campaign. We'll do that after um, what's it called? We got a couple short games to go through. But have you ever heard of Operation Cinder? I I don't know enough about it and mm-hmm. I, I haven't played it yet. So, so I know it has without a, spoiling anything. It's essentially Palpatine's end game if he got defeated for the for the galaxy. Yes. Um lots of fire and blood basically. That makes sense. Um so who's to say that maybe Thrawn wasn't trusted enough to have this sort of audience with Palpatine? Like obviously they're very close. You know, Palpatine trusts Thrawn with, you know, he's a grand admiral for Christ's sake. You know, it's he, he's I'd argue that Thrawn is a more in favor with the Empire than anybody else in the Empire, including including Vader. I so I would say for means to an end of the power that Palpatine has, mm-hmm. yes. However, because of the very nature of what it means to be a Sith, no. Like he doesn't have it, but that's just because why would like Palpatine knows what happens when you share your secrets. You get killed, so that way your your apprentice can learn eternal youth. Yeah, you get liquored up by your apprentice, and the next thing you know, you're getting stabby stabbed in your yeah. sleep. And I'm, I'm hoping that's what the accolade kind of goes into, because that's supposed to be. Can tail. we please get Plagueis? Please, I am, I think that'll happen in the. I think we'll see him in the acolyte, which is I have tail been end on of, my hands and knees to yeah. see Darth Plagueis. Um, but yeah, in so, any way you want to take that as. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that one was great. Uh, and then, so do you do you want to cover? The the other hero side of the ending. Do you think that one's bigger than? I thought that one was much bigger, and I've got two theories to why. I think I think Valence is the biggest. Okay, then we'll let's call, go. Let's go to Shin then. Let's go to Shin. Um, I love how we're 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 running these down. Like, yeah, like we we're the ending scene to some inspiring movie where it like catches up with the main characters. It's like Billy went on to be. You know, the the shortstop for the New York Yankees. Yeah. He broke his knee, never played baseball again. <laughs> I was going with the ending of the Sandlot, but short, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like... I like that Shin took power and asserted dominance. She held her lightsaber oh, yeah. up, and immediately I'm like, oh, you guys have seen what the, how they can fight? Congratulations. She's going to be the new Genghis Khan. Yeah. And... I'm sure somebody else has to be floating these theories out here. Do you think this is how the Knights of Ren, like maybe part of the Knights of Ren, like how they came to be? 
No. You don't think so? No. I think, I don't know, the similarities between the Knights of Ren and these, these what, what were they called? Band, marauders, bandits, somewhere in that. They, they were, so in the comic for Kylo Ren and how uh-huh. he creates this thing. Um, well, they were already a thing beforehand. They though, were right? a thing beforehand, but like they they touch the dark side to like brandish themselves. Yeah. But they're not actually force users. Yeah. I don't think that they're How did they the, start? I can't remember. Is it is it Go find John. Uh-huh. He has my he has my my comic, my uh, my trade paperback of it. We got to get that back. And read it. I haven't read it in so long and I'm trying to remember I'll get it. the baseball bat. We'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll pay a visit to Johnny Boy. <laughs> wow. Going to loan shark him. <laughs> um run. <laughs> like, like, why am I getting this message to run from you out of nowhere cryptically? Um, okay, but that's—I mean, I can see like that's a perfectly logical thing for me. I can I can see that, and I wish the Knights of Ren got more play in the original series. I wouldn't even mind a Ren one-off movie or miniseries mm-hmm. of like four episodes. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think they're going to be the Knights of Ren because no, you know, I could see that floating by where they they a fallen Jedi trains them, starts teaching them how to fight this way, gives them the ability to do that, but then it's going to be how do they make it over into our universe? Well, I think that's... our galaxy or the main galaxy? This is where a season two of Ahsoka needs to happen. Yeah. And it needs to happen before we get this Dave Filoni super movie that we're... It has to. It needs to. Um, Which, I actually think we've almost gone in chronological order of how the endings happen. I think so too. Because we'll go to Ahsoka next. Because it... That ending plays into into the ending ending, which I lost my shit over, by the way. Um, so I love how Ahsoka and Sabine do the only thing they really can do. Like go back to the Nodi village. Like, yeah. These are your people. We're going to walk with them. Yeah. Um, and Ahsoka's like, hey, we need to move forward. This is, you know, we got to do this. And as Sabine is is staring into the into the night into the darkness she's like i feel like she felt something but she didn't exactly know what she was feeling yes and i was like maybe well, there's a chance that like we get before like, that we saw a morai oh yeah she was there yeah with yeah, ahsoka we yeah we saw we saw the owl and the owl hangs out with ahsoka but i don't because ahsoka can't remember where she's from and all we know is that owl specifically or those uh, owls are tied to her but she doesn't. I actually think that she knew in the world between worlds. Like I think, because like she says Morai's name, and I'd have to go rewatch that episode. I think Rebels. she knows what it is, but I don't think she realizes her involvement with them. Yeah, like she doesn't know how inter- intertwined with that story she is. Yeah, I guess we'll have to. That that's a that's something I'll have to end up clearing up on my on my own after this. Yeah, well, um, like I like there's gonna be like a rewatch of that arc. Yeah, and then a rewatch of Rebels. Which is so crazy because that arc premiered probably, what, like, has it been 10 years? I'd say arguably 10 years, yeah. yeah. Um, To think of the impact that singular Clone Wars arc has had on on Star Wars. One of the most hated arcs. Was it really? It is the most hated arc in all of Clone Wars. Oh, hell no. Yeah, Absolutely. No, anybody who Anybody who has that take is stupid. And I, this is where I, I, I... Put my stake I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the reason of, of why it's considered such a bad arc. Why? Everyone forgets everything at the end. Oh wow! Well. It, it had no meaningful impact, and therefore it could have been taken out. No, it had it had greater world building though. Yeah, you, you know what? I would 
if they would have just introduced it like the, the the father the son and like in rebels mm-hmm. and been like these are the progenitors of the force they could have explained it better we, nah. we, we can cover that next time but that episode that arc is really not liked and that's why when that ending started coming out in rebels people had problems with the rebels because they were like well people had problems with rebels from the get-go they did but so people warmed up to it um well yeah a lot of people still haven't though which is so crazy to me because rebels has some of the most heartbreaking emotional scenes that I'll ever experience in my life. That's very true. Um, I actually argue that it's more emotional than clone wars from a, we fall because with clone wars, you you cover everything in the clone wars, but from rebels, you, you follow this very intimate group as they're growing in the sacrifices that they have to make. And you know, the sacrifice I'm talking about. I know the sacrifices we're talking about. I can't watch that without crying. No, I I understand. Um, But I like that we saw Morai. Mm -hmm. And then it goes by, time passes, night's there. And it looks like uh, Sabine's looking out. She goes, oh, it must have been a shadow under the stars. And then she turns and walks away. And Ahsoka looks out. And we get hybrid Force Ghost Anakin. Yep. So, that being said, I have two theories now about why Sabine can use the Force. Okay. Morai gave her the ability to use the Force. Okay. To help Ahsoka. That'd be cool. Or, because Anakin's the fucking chosen one, does what he wants. Anakin was like, my Padawan was in trouble. She learned her lesson. She needs to teach the Jedi Order. Sabine did not use the Force. She's trying, and Anakin's like, I got you, kid. (laughs) And that's why she can use it. If that is the answer, I am completely okay with that. I think, what if it was almost exactly like what you just said, but instead of Anakin doing it for her, somehow Anakin, somehow Palpatine returned. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Somehow Anakin um, gave her the ability, which... I would rather I think, have more. I give it to her. Okay, but but, but Liz, I don't know if we've touched on this theory before, but it, it's gaining a lot more traction. But who's to say that in in death, Anakin did take up the mantle of the father? Who's because remember the entire reason that arc happened is because the father called Anakin there to take his place because he was the only one powerful enough to keep the daughter and the brother. In line. But they're both Or dead the daughter now, and right? the son. The daughter and the son are dead, right? The daughter for sure is. The son may or may not be. That's... I can't exactly remember. I have, I'd we'll have, have to rewatch it. Okay. But just because they're dead... I mean, who's to say that, like... The entire Chosen One prophecy is to bring balance to the Force, which he ended up doing in Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. But what if that entire prophecy plays into the bigger galaxy at hand? It's, like, it's not just... So... Ending the Sith, the prophecy was misread, but he, in death, is the balance, is the is the middle, you know. So that, so we're not gonna we're not gonna go into that because we're almost at we're down an hour forty five. Woo! Um, to would, be fair, we we can't do a two hour podcast. I promised them they would not get another one. But it's the end of the scene. I know. So okay, what whatever. I will what I will propose mm-hmm. is maybe not right away, but we do a a wrap do, up. Not a wrap up. We do like a hey, here's where everything's leading. This is where we think. And Predictions. we might do it when Ahsoka okay. two trailer drops. Sure. And we'll do it then. Um we'll rewatch arcs and things like that. Uh but yeah, so we got to see that. I, I 
if that is if that's what they say and like they're like hey because spirit god thing gave her powers for that moment i will be happier if it's like you got two kid you used them both and then because we really don't see her use the force after that for the rest of the fight she throws ezra and then there's no more force yeah fair so i i think it's like she got her two moments and that might be it um i wouldn't be mad if if she was granted the force that way if it was some sort of like divine kind of deal but also like as as george lucas loves to say you know you you can't take the fourth force too literal the force does what the force wants okay that's fair and i hate to say it like that's how you can explain away any controversy yeah the force Okay, but the Force does what the Force wants, but actually. that's also how Kanan's voice actor made douchey comments, and I kind of want to hit him in the face. Yeah, well, Freddie Prince is an enigma. Yeah. So. Oh, Freddie, you have terrible tastes. Well. As I make hot calls going like, this was the weakest episode of the series. You know, he's married to um, uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. They're married. Harris, actress, Ramona Flowers. Uh, I think she's married to Ewan McGregor. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Wait, or who's Freddie Prince married to? Am I? Am I wrong? Hold on. Are they? Re- Did I get the? Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and then. Uh... Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller is uh, is Freddie's wife. Okay. My bad. I got I got my my Star Wars. Who was she? Wives mixed up. Um, she was in uh, Buffy. That does nothing for me. I'm sorry. She um she's done like a lot of things. But anyway, um Yeah. She's also done Swans Crossing, All My Children. She's done a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Yep, I I, I don't know anything with her. Um but so we'll we'll wrap up that one and then we get to the, the next ending or the final final ending. Which again makes me so sad. Yeah, that we're never going to get Ray Stevenson again. I hope he rests in peace. I hope if there is a world beyond this one that he's looking down and appreciating every every single person I've seen talk about Ahsoka has praised Ray's performance. He was he was a fantastic antagonist. Amazing. And I, I, I think he is trying to like if your theory is right and Anakin is the chosen one. I think he's going to, like, whoever ends up taking up Balin's mantle is going to have to fight Anakin. And we're going to get one more cool fight with Anakin. But we'll get to that later. But we see him walk up. We see him walking. He's standing on the precipice. Yep. (laughs) He's standing on the precipice at the end of a show of a cliff face. And then it pans back. And I I noticed it, like, almost immediately. So where it was. At first, I thought it might have been a night sister thing. And then, like, the second it got back further, I'm like, that's not a mouth, that's a beard. And it's pointing straight. And then to the right, you see an angry face. And to the left, you see a shattered rock. Yeah. Which... Yeah, that's all I said. Which leads me to believe the brother's actually still. I think the brother's still alive, too. And that scene, I was losing my shit over. Yes. It, it had the same weight for me as Ahsoka in The Mandalorian asking... Where's Thrawn? Yeah. The Grand Admiral Thrawn line that she dropped, by the way, like again, it stands as one of the biggest mouth open, like yeah. jaw on the floor moments. Like Thrawn, Thrawn. Yo, you're talking about this? Thrawn. Yeah. Doing this? 
Oh my goodness. He, also, he looks so dope out there. Like he does. You notice like he doesn't have his traditional robe anymore. It looks very It looks very different. And yeah. I'm I'm very excited to see his costume change. Which which leads me to believe, though, is that they're getting back to their galaxy through the world between worlds. I think, no, that's it, the you have, they no, have to. There's there's no more Star Whale Express. Yeah. The squales are gone. The, yeah. Someone didn't make a shirt. No one saved them. Brought it back. Brought the bit I'm back. I'm sorry I didn't start the Funimation. Okay? <laughs> I was busy. Um, but yeah. Uh, so overall, what do you think of the series? I loved it. Um, I thought it it served perfectly as the Rebel Season 5. Um, there definitely were some pacing issues as we've seen all too often throughout a lot of the Disney-led Star Wars series. I think the only show that... Actually, no, Andor had a little bit of pacing issues in the beginning, yeah, a too. Weird things. However, Andor's like a work of art. I that think Andor is great. Yeah, beautiful series. But um, overall, I loved it. I love where it's going. I'm glad that we got to see it. I'm just so mad that we don't get longer seasons of things. I... I think that this. I think the series, for what it had to do, it accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid nine out of ten. Um, I don't know what a ten out of ten would be. I think I'm with you. I think I'm. I agree with the nine. Um, I'll like, go nine point one because I like it more than you. That's fine. I mean, the the episode was great. I still think when we're grading it on the curve of what the show had to do, mm-hmm. that's why it's the weakest episode. Okay. Um, and like a few other like choices in there like but that like to me that that's that's little things choices that you're wrong about uh no i'm right okay, and true. anyway next <laughs> um so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a solid nine out of ten especially if i say a ten is a ten is empire strikes back that will never be achieved again well it'd be very very hard to achieve again but episode five was easily on the same level as empire strikes oh, yeah, back that's fair so that's why i'm saying like it like when we're comparing those two together if we put these in a pyramid empire will always stand as the pinnacle for me, but I think a lot of things have reached that second tier. For yes. Me, so so that one that one's fair. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of fundraisers, we are doing the Extra Life fundraiser. Uh, I will make sure there's a link in the bottom. Uh, supports one of the local children's hospitals here in D.C. So thank you guys so much for uh, donating that and coming by and checking it out. Uh, November 4th for you guys, so we're at a month away. Uh, we will do things. There are plenty of stretch goals that do need to get posted. Uh, that people also need to get back to me on on what else they would like to do for stretch goals. But uh, do you have anything that you want to go out on? I am. I think I'm good. I'm just. I'm. I'm a little sad that we won't have our weekly podcast anymore, which is why we need more shows to to pop up. Uh, I really enjoyed doing an Ahsoka podcast review. This is definitely something I've looked forward to week after week. It's it's been fun. I've missed doing podcasts, and I do want to get back because I had to take a hiatus with work. Mm-hmm. So monthly podcasts will probably start coming back, if not a little bit more frequently. Weekly, weekly is a little tough right now. Um, so you will get one for November. This is going to be the October podcast. We're going to do a couple special Christmas podcasts, so you guys can stay good for that one. Um, Maybe I twist his arm and we get a Bad Batch podcast going. Who knows? We did one, didn't we? Yeah, but we did a. We we yet we'll we'll get back to that one. Um, so as always, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, go ahead. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, podcasts on YouTube. That's what it says. Subscribe. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. If right. you can, if you do like these podcasts, please throw us a, a, a thumbs up on 
Spotify, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts does help us get discovered. Uh, these podcasts have been going very well and so far been pretty well received. Um, take care of your friends here and your friends elsewhere. Remember, you're all winners out there. Keep it weird. Have a fantastic rest of your night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.